You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hey everyone, just a quick reminder that if you're going to be making any purchases on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, or Zazzle.com, please go to www.9to5.cc first and click the links in the sidebar or at the bottom of the page to support the site. It makes no difference to you, but it really helps us out a lot. Enjoy the show. Thanks. I like to move it. <laughs> Y'all ready for this? Oh. <laughs> This is the 9 to 5 Entertainment System. Scott, we talk about things. Yeah, we talk about the racism in America. Oh. And then we go talk about Ozark and Wet Hot American Summer 10 years later. We talk about The Wire and Game of Thrones. Then we talk about Lego Batman, Back to the Future 2, Life, and Pitch Perfect 2. Sounds like a great episode, you guys. I like to. Move it. Yo, guys, it's podcast time. Are we talking about the racist stuff? We could talk about the I feel about like the there's so much stuff. racist stuff to talk about, right? Like, isn't there some, somebody ran a truck into a group of protesters? This is all, well, it's all, it's all the same okay. racist thing is it? that's happening. I so, really was not paying attention. I was busy all week. You were up in the cottage, yeah. yeah. Exactly. I, I was in a similar situation uh, where I was up at the cottage, and my cottage is even more remote than the Lech Manor. Mm-hmm. Like, I have no phone signal, no anything up there. So I literally was a sort of like, had no even chance. Okay, but what like happened? No internet. So a, I, large, I, I, a large gathering. No, but I want to tell, I, I was telling Scott this. I want to say my, how I got the information. When I Why start work on Monday, mm-hmm. I don't usually like to hit news-heavy stuff early on a Monday morning. I'll usually check out, like, wrestling, and I'll check out hockey subreddits and all that stuff. Because it's August. Because it's August. But, I mean, like, I ease myself into world news, and front page on our hockey is the Detroit Red Wings are not a racist organization. And I was like, what now? Uh-huh. <laughs> and then clicked it. There was a funny picture, funny picture, of uh, a guy in a Detroit Red Wings, uh, as like a drawing of a guy in a Detroit Red Wings jersey, like, punching a Nazi. And I was like, what's going on? Not that doesn't indicate racism. No, 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 exactly. Cause if this anything. Was, this was like this was a Detroit Red Wings fan who did like a fan art, and I was like, what is happening? Real Red, w- Red Wings. Yeah. Punch Hitler. As opposed to the racist Red Wings fan? Exactly. exactly. So I look this, I f- and I'm like, what is happening? And I go yeah. to the thread, and I'm like, do some backtracking to be like, why is, why is it very important to our hockey that we establish that one of these original six hockey teams is not racist? It's like, imagine if it was like, the, like, we're just like, all of a sudden you look on like League of Legends or whatever, and you're like... League of Legends is not a racist I, video I, game. I get it. I get yeah. it. What's so the anyway, so, I, like, so it turns out at the uh, Charlottesville uh, race, not neo-Nazi white supremacist organization march thing that was happening, there was a large contingent of people called... This the, was a march in support of neo-Nazism. Yes. No. A supremacist march. Okay. So there is a uh, big statue in Charlottesville, Virginia, of General Lee, okay. who is a Confederate soldier, yeah. and... Part of the recent look at history is saying, uh, you know, the the Confederate United States of America were really racist and having tributes and statues to that uh, part of American history is not great. So a lot of them are being taken down, you know, sort of like you don't fly the Confederate flag anymore. Yeah. I mean, it's it's racist and un-American. Sure. Uh, and a group of uh, alt-right white supremacists and neo-Nazi group leaders all organized their organizations to come for a protest. Like a simultaneous, simul, 
So it's not hey. just one one group of fringe people. It's a lot of them that have been organized to come and protest this. Right. Uh, in support of the statue of General Robert E. Lee. Yeah, to, okay. to, to protest the taking down of the statue. Okay. Um, a lot of the usual bullshit. It's part of our history. It's part of our culture. You know, well, we, we support this. They get to decide what is and is not their culture and history. And so I think it's fair if they want that to be part of their history. To I mean, that's cool. Yeah. Like, I mean, neo-Nazis do that a lot, too. It is not cool. But <laughs> neo-Nazis do that a lot, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's, and that's, that's not the surprising. Whole problem, uh, is... Like I had this conversation with anyway. So just to finish up the Detroit story, yeah. there was a, a big, big One. contingency of people coming down from Detroit called the Detroit Right Wings, okay. who use the Red Wings logo with a different spoke on the inside of the tire. The Red Wings logo is like the tire with the the, the, the wing red. coming out of it. Uh-huh. That's the Detroit. Would Red I Wings be logo. able to tell the difference between the two? Or not are they from like far? Okay, like absolutely not from far. Like yeah. it would just it would be like like imagine like a Habs logo and like the H was skinnier inside. Huh. Like you'd be like or like the H was a B. Right. Like, or something. It looks yeah. a little different, but it might. Yeah, yeah exactly. Know. Upon yeah. Uh, like, like literally, when I saw them side by side, I was like, it was like literally playing one of those like find the difference games. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I was like, wait, what? Like, okay, so like, then what's where's the the car driving into a crowd of people? This. Yeah. So there's a counter protest, obviously, as uh, you know, like left wing people are like, sure, hey, sure, hey sure. your protest is dumb. I mean, like as goes both ways. I think for protests, like if you one group shows up to protest, there's almost always it's like a, a counter protest. And uh, a kid just decides to speed his car at full speed into the counter-protest, hmm. injuring 30-something? So it's like 30. Nine, 19 people got sent to hospital. Like, 45 people got hurt. And one person died. And one person died because he sped a Dodge Charger into the protest. And who was the, the kid? Crowd. A Nazi. Uh, a, a Nazi. Hmm. So that happened. And also, the person that he killed, like, Heather... Heather... Hi... 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 I can't remember the exam exactly, was a lawyer. So, which is kind of interesting is that there's apparently like a ton of uh, legal services and legal offices now that are investigating absolutely every single group that was showing up to this Mm -hmm. historical hate rally because it's like where the line of, like, it's not illegal to be a white supremacist. It is illegal to be a white supremacist and say that all black people should die. Like, that's hate speech. Well, hold on. The, the, the being a white speech. supremacist has nothing to do with it. Exactly. So that's what, that, right. that, that's what I'm saying. It is illegal if you have that on as an agenda. So right. now apparently all these law offices and stuff are scouring every meetup, everything, every element of this group that got together because you're like, it's technically not illegal to show up and protest. It, it did, did this guy or did one of the groups claim that this guy was a member of their organizations? Oh, no, he was just a great big Nazi. And and he Hold is a on. member of of their organization. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was a yeah. member of one of the one of the groups that was represented there. Huh. Interesting. So, yep. Because it's the the crazy thing is it's not like one organization that is right. showing up to to do this. There was a a rallying of the. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think about it like in terms of like just the, the Nazi version of like a student protest. Like all the different student groups come it's together. Just, it's just it's incredibly dumb to make violence at a protest that you're holding, right? It makes everybody on his side, quote-unquote, look terrible. And that's the thing that Scott and I were talking about before you got here, though, is, like, what is super messed up and what they talked about in terms of the, uh, the, like, the, 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 I guess, like, the temper, what's the word I'm thinking of? Like, the climate, the social climate of that was going on around the weekend is that, like, even if the group got together, they're like, there's always those, like, fringe psychos on the outskirts. Yeah. But, and you're like, and now you put a group of, like, thousands of white supremacists together. Like, there's a good chance that, like, thousands of them are just like, yay, confederacy. 
or whatever. And, but, and but the chant like, of like, we're going to fight. They've pushed us too far. It's not going to go so any further. The, the little tiny bit that I read on this was all on our conspiracy. And it was all two things. Number one, say, like people disavowing the stuff that he had done. Mm-hmm. Even even the like white supremacist people being like, no, nope, that's no to. way to fucking whatever. Right. And the other one was a bunch of stuff that said he was a CIA plant and that he <laughs> has like history working with them and saying that the his, whole thing is his, a false flag. He's 20 years old and they talked to his high I school teachers. I fucking know, man. I did not read They talked to his high school teachers who were like... We had to have sev- no. We had to have several words with him of saying like he can't quote Hitler wow. in high school. Like if he's a CIA plant, and they started at fourteen. <laughs> yeah, come on now. All right, like, maybe I'm mixing stuff up again because the the guy that I was reading about was like in his thirties. So yeah, yeah, this, no, is no, no, this, this guy was, like, no, a kid, a was the first okay. car he owned. And then, Jesus Christ. Yeah, and and that's what they're saying is also there were other groups while they're like while they had the main protest going on because yeah. you are having this like influx of white supremacists coming all into the group. Sure. There were like those crazy fringe people were like, let's go into a black neighborhood and just smash through doors and stuff. So like that was happening. Like you have like your main protest, protest organized, yeah, and organized, which and is like and... shitty. Yeah. yeah. But and then tech, all of the like, follow-up stuff within the, like, but like within yeah. the realm of law. And then you're going to have, I mean, it's, it's like the same thing that's going to happen. You're going to have your extremists mm-hmm. in a giant group. You just throw thousands of white supremacists together. You're going to have your extremists. And I'm like, what, and did, then, you, what did you guys think was going to And then the happen? president's initial response Holy was shit, that was insanity. Just base, like right there on reprehensible. What did he say? So he, he hears that there's a riot. He hears that someone has driven a car into a crowd of counter protests. Someone has died. Yeah. He says, there's, there's hate and anger on all sides, and uh, we need to come together as, as, as a country. And it's like, no, there's there's Nazis there, <laughs> and people are protesting Nazis. You should probably say that the KKK and, and the, the Nazi organizations that are, are doing this are, are wrong. Even if you want to throw extremist in there, like even if you want to just like say like Nazi extremists, if you want to like sort of protect the non-extremist Nazis well, of the exactly. world, well, you exactly. Know? No, but I mean, like, like you watch the statement, and it's like it is the it's painfully evident that he's like trying not to lose that vote because because right. everyone every third like, person like, I mean, there is wearing a MAGA hat and right. yeah. Like, immediately, Mike Pence comes out and is like, oh, the president was absolutely condemning white supremacists and neo-Nazis and whatever. Like, like Mike Pence was like, that is what he was saying. That is honestly what he was saying. He didn't, like, he said <laughs> all sides because, like, America needs to come together. But he was absolutely condemning the actions of neo-Nazis and white supremacists. Like, Mike Pence was, like, spelling it out, like, yeah. as clear as he could. And Trump, like, absolutely wouldn't. Then he had, that was on uh, Saturday. Saturday. Then on Sunday, he, like dodged the whole thing and people were just sort of like are you afraid to condemn white supremacists because they vote for you and he just walks away from the podium and he's like like literally you're just sort of like did they literally say that yeah he literally walks away he walks he he was signing a bill on something completely unrelated like a trade bill or something and does anyone have any questions instant question about this and he just turns and, and walks away and Okay, okay. So he was walking away before they got to the, the thing. Well, he, he turned to ask her questions. Okay. Yeah, he asked her questions. That was the question. Then he left. Yeah. And like, then today, saying, like, this, like, late this afternoon, he did make a... a such a weird speech. <laughs> a, very, a very weird speech, but where he names... He leads off with saying the economy is good and there's more jobs coming into America. Yeah. In a six-minute, no-question speech <laughs> to address the situation in Charlottesville. And then he says... The KKK are bad. The, the yeah. white supremacists are bad. Okay, so he didn't come out in the end. But it, was, it took him 48 hours to say the KKK are bad. Okay. It was, I don't know. Like, what are you sighing about, it, man? It seemed like it, it, seemed like it was a, uh, a very 
PR reaction move because he leads off with America's great, jobs are great, economy's great. Now we're going to say that the KKK is bad and neo-Nazis are bad and God is good. God is very good. Mm-hmm. God bless America. Yeah, it goes hard on the religious. I, I guess I'm, I'm only sighing because I don't know the details and I, the, whole, the whole thing like, I don't know, this is like... The, well, the thing I, that I, I just, like, I'm just saying, it's like it's the easiest, easiest check mark to tick off to be like, this administration does not align themselves with white supremacists. Their opinions are protected by freedom of speech. This administration does not condone any of the actions. You know, like it's like it's so it's such an easy win to just be like, yeah, yeah like we're we're the government. We can't like they can't side with anybody technically. You know, like it's such an easy statement. Well, to except say, to people breaking laws that you can easily side against. Right. Terrorist organizations, which he's yeah. been quoted in the past as saying, if you can't name them, you're lending them power. If you're not calling them out, hmm. then then you're helping them. It's like you have to do that. And he did that like very, very strong when it came to radical Islam. But he doesn't do it. About and he, he's not doing it in this situation. Well, and, that, and that's the whole thing is that that's what they're, they're all these legal firms are apparently investigating is they're like there are. Supposedly, I mean, obviously, it's going to like go to trial and go to all this. Is like there's supposedly like plenty of organizations that had like rally posters of like fuck shit up and like whatever else like that on all mm-hmm. their message boards. So, you know, so it's like I'm not saying all of them, but you're like because there were so many of them, there were plenty of groups there that were just like a Google search would realize that absolutely these people were here to cause a problem. Yeah. You know, like not maybe not every group, maybe not the biggest groups, maybe there were fringe groups, but you could say that like like I said, that's why you could throw in the word extremism. <laughs> you know, like if he's a, worried about the white supremacist voting block or whatever the heck he's worried about, it's like it's a very easy to me like PR move to just be like, yo, the people that were there to cause problems, those white supremacists, those neo Nazis, like we do not like it's such an easy thing to say. Mm-hmm. And it's like you can if you want to kind of backpedal and protect your garbage the people that voted you but that voted you in you can like you can say it you're like we are against the people that were there unlawfully mm-hmm. and you just wouldn't say it like it's so the first speech is so weird where he's just kind of like doing that that thing of like well you know maybe uh he wouldn't have thrown the snowball at you if you didn't you know say something bad to him i think both sides have a lesson to learn here and i'm like side that got a car driven into them like this is very weird hmm. the thing that i think you would find extremely interesting is because this is a uh, nationally covered uh, situation mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people online have been doxing yeah well, pff, of course it's like hey mm-hmm. do you know this person do you know where you can find him on facebook do you know where he works because he's a neo-nazi wow and as and as those <clears> things <throat> go they're not always 100% not always right. accurate yeah yeah, yeah, there is. Hey, this guy's wearing his university shirt. Does he go to your school? Yeah, that's that guy. Post it, retweet 10,000 times. Next uh, tweet. Uh, that's not actually that guy. Sorry. Jeez. <laughs> but at the same time, lots of them being taken to task. Like uh, one of the guys that the, that's captured, the, the greasy white dude with yeah. who's screaming. He's just like, I wasn't doing anything illegal. I wasn't doing anything wrong. I'm allowed to express my rights as a citizen. I'm really upset that this has happened. Like, well, you know, you went to a fucking neo-Nazi rally. And, <laughs> and then when the camera yeah. when the camera was pointed at you, you started screaming at it. <laughs> well, I, well it. I didn't want people at work to know about that situation. Well, I'm really sad that that, that comes up when you Google my name now. 
<laughs> you know, I'm I'm a little sad about doxing. I'm a little okay with this one. I feel like if people <laughs> doxing Nazis, yeah, like if you have if you have these like crazy views, you should be public about them. Like that's how that's how they get fixed. You like learn that you are wrong when you realize yeah. that like fucking every everybody you you respect that th- that like th- thinks at all about the way the world is yeah. disagrees with you. It's okay if people know about that. I, don't, I, don't I think know. it's 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 one thing Doxing to be on a message board though. where you have a a username. Yeah, and an assumption of anonymity. It's not at all the same thing when you're walking around in the streets. And then and, yeah. I don't I don't think a lot of these people went from A to B that now I'm out in public and what public means. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Anyway. So that, I guess, and that's our I pop guess, culture. Okay, so <clears throat> I, I had this like grimace on my face while we were going through this whole thing, and I, I like I'm not disagreeing with anything you guys are saying. I feel like the left of 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 the world basically is involved in a five minutes hate and has been since Trump got elected. Oh, yeah. And I've just like I've like started tuning it out and stopped believing it all when it first comes up because I feel like there's like everybody is just looking for reasons to scream at this guy, and most of them are right, you know. So like yeah, yeah, like yeah. it feels like I can't defend anything, yeah. but at the same time I feel like we're all getting too wrapped up in that. And I, I don't know. I don't know if anything. I I, I think of any other national tragedy and there's a statesmanship that comes with being the president yeah you gotta show up 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 to up to including george w bush yep who yeah he had like he had speeches with gravitas like when he had to like when he he had to drop the like i'm the leader of the free world he was he was able to to put an emotional and thoughtful response together even though his politics were way far away from mine, yeah, from yeah. from school shootings to to nine eleven to the, the freaking oil leak, like yeah, well, when we there was a national like... tragedy, he was there and he was speaking, and it was not even even today's speech by Trump. I was watching it, and I was just like, "You're so you're lying. You're lying through your teeth. You don't even look like you care." Yeah, versus yeah. like you take. Well, you take he is not a politician, and that's what's coming out with this stuff. But like, like you, sure, but I was gonna say Reagan wasn't a politician, but he was an actor. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, he was a politician for years. He was the governor of California yeah, for, yeah, for yeah. years and years yeah. and years. But I can't think of another political figure, like or dislike, that would have given two worse speeches than these these two responses. So yeah, no, I. I yeah, I guess that that's and that that for me is just like how how can you not just see a school shooting or a, a senseless act of violence or fucking American Nazis and not say this is unacceptable? Yeah, just I can't. Even if you're you're caught up and you're stumbling and you're, like you, you don't pictures... have any experience to deal with this as 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 a let your as a politician, just like let through. it be a normal person who'd yeah. be like, "This is shocking and appalling." Like him being speechless would have been better. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like like that. That's the thing that, like, I mean, there was like a, there was a thing on on Reddit where uh, like talking about just like the sheer numbers of people that showed up and how many just like swastika flags flying and stuff. That is fucked. Like, really? and they're just like, sort of yeah, really? oh I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's not they're not even like trying. They're not even pretending that they're another like like I, I saw one thing where they were saying like a victory a victory of the like PC media mm-hmm. is that they're just sort of like it's like alt right white supremacist neo Nazis are in the headline as opposed to just like alt right. Because they're like, yeah, when well, there's like the alt right I can 
I can imagine a world where they're not the same as Nazis. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, the alt-right moniker was just getting slapped on neo-Nazism. And you're like, no, there's like, there's shitty right-wing kind of like hardliners. Like, and then there's neo-Nazis. They're not, you don't get to say the same group. Like yeah. that, the same word does not describe those two people, and that for a the, long time the KKK. Was, you can't just bring the KKK in and say, "Oh, they're they're an alt right. They're, they're they're a right wing political faction." Like, mm, no, they're just historical <laughs> something or other to that. Some, some stuff happened. Surely something fun happened. We could talk about. I... Uh, there's lots and lots of pictures on Twitter now of comic book superheroes punching Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I said, there's that hockey one. Like the hockey thing was kind of. Uh, I mean, yeah, it sucks. It was the edge of this whole thing. It sucks, but it's it sucks for the Red Wings because, like, I mean, these, there's a group of people who are using their logo. They could probably uh, maybe. Well, they're like, they're apparently going to take legal yeah, action I was gonna because, say, because like, it's an organization. It's an actual like organization that uses their logo. They're absolutely taking taking legal umbrage. action. I don't think I don't think take changing the spokes is like enough of it. Like they probably just weren't aware of the group. Existing. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, for sure, for sure. It's like 15 guys who are all Red Wings fans who are like, uh, won't it be funny if we do this? And yeah. now, that, now they've gotten big enough to get caught and yeah, it's over. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's it. Like, Sarah was just sort of like, whatever, they could change their logo. And I'm like, they kind of can't, man. They're like an original 16. They've had that logo for like a century. I mean, like, why would the Red Wings change anything? No, no the, 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 the Red Wings actually have a, a great option to shut it down. They're, there are people who are in charge of this organization who are going to face huge, crippling, life-altering fines. No, yeah, yeah, and, that, and that's what they're doing. And like that's they, great. They they, yeah. they, they released a statement. They're like, like in terms of shutting down an organization, having them have their accounts frozen because they stole a hockey logo yeah. is is just great. Hey. It's perfect. Yeah. I wish they all made that mistake. <laughs> exactly. I wish all those organizations stole their logos from other <laughs> sports teams. Someone should, and got sued. It's like it's a shame yeah. you can't like just like weirdly like copyright the swastika, and then you could just go after like every Nazi for like logo infringement. You need to pay me royalties if you want to have that little armband on, right. buddy. What? <sighs> <laughs> just like put a lot of kids through school with those lawsuits. Also, the tiki torches. I don't know if you saw the thing about the tiki I read, torches. I read. So good. What is up with tiki torches? So they're all brandishing torches and, and Nazi flags, okay. except they're all using tiki torches, which one are Polynesian in culture, which is hysterical, okay. and two basically says that they went to Walmart first, which is also amazing. <laughs> they just really want my eyes. <laughs> hey guys, can we just get the best backyard party ever? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, they know because I read somewhere like tiki torch, like, like instead of like you know like get your torches and pitchforks, being like get your tiki torches and like sensible plastic shovels or whatever, like. white polos. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I don't really have a, a, a what do you call it a segue out of this. I'm but. just going to go. I watched four episodes, five episodes of Ozark, the new Jason Bateman vehicle on uh, Netflix. Does he the big it? green animal dog no, thing? No, that's Ojja, uh, whatever. That's a movie. Okja. O-K-J-A. That's something else. That's a standalone movie. This one's like a... It's essentially... Um, they're trying to do Breaking Bad, only with Jason Bateman instead of... In the uh, Ozarks. Uh, sorry? In the Ozark. In the Ozarks, yeah. So like the plot is that this guy who is essentially a money launderer, he's just like a big computer nerd fixes fixes money maybe not computer nerd more uh i don't know i guess he's just a money he's like an accountant kind of guy anyway he um he realizes his best friend and and the partner for his business has been scamming money out of them for a super long time and basically like the whole organization looked like it was doing fine however it was actually bankrupt and bankrupt to extremely scary mexican mobsters who come in and kill his friend and then he's like fuck, fuck 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 don't kill me i'll i can find a way to like clean launder a whole bunch of money for you 
And the guy's like, all right, whatever, fucking go do that, or I'm going to kill your family. And so he flees to the Ozarks, and he's, like, buying property and dealing with Appalachian people. That's the, that's the right hills, right? Yep. I think so. Anyway, he starts dealing with these people, trying to, like, launder the money, and he has to do all kinds of, cool, like, cruel things, and then his wife is, like, wrapped up into it. I, I don't know. I'm not excited by this thing at all. It, it feels like they're it trying to, to do... like, a big bump on social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, <clears throat> people are into it, it seems. I just... Yeah, I feel like it's, like, a shadow of Breaking Bad, and I didn't even really like Breaking Bad, so... I Did just, you finish Breaking Bad? Out yep. Of I yeah, like, uh, my, the, the last season up to my opinion of the whole show, but okay. I still feel like they took like just too much fucking time to get there. Too long to get there? It was just fucking so long. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I have that. I have Ozark somewhere somewhere on a watch like, list. Tr- try a couple episodes. Like, maybe you'll get something more out of it that I'm missing, but I'm. King. And uh, how does Jason Bateman, how are his, like, acting chops? Not bad. Yeah, because, he, I mean, like, he's mostly comedy, bro. Yeah, and, and he has a kind of, like, comedic style that, unfortunately, goes into all of his characters. Like, you can always kind of tell it's Jason Bateman. Yeah. Just Batemaning it up. And, um, but no, this works out right. He, he does <laughs> he does it a little serious. He hasn't been, like, fully put to the test in any of the episodes that I've seen yet, and I'm kind of hoping that he'll surprise me when he does, rather than yeah. just doing whatever. Rather than falling short. Speaking of Netflix, I watched all of Wet Hot American Summer 10 years ago. I watched two episodes. I watched all of How was it? I'm confused by it because there was a Netflix series. That was Wet Hot American Summer. Day one. First day of camp. Right. Which was a prequel of people 10 years later. Yes. Yeah. Which uh, the film takes place on the last day of camp. And then in uh, the closing scene of the film, they're like, "Let's let's meet again. In ten years from now, and like, and then they kind of have a weird little flash forward after the credits, and now they like pick up there, and it's just like so, like the what? best is how the act they're just like let the actors be whoever they are, and just like I'm ten, yeah, you know? exactly, just being like like Paul Rudd like <clears throat> being like I'm twenty six years old, <laughs> like just like saying like uh, Abby Hoffman makes Abby Hoffman is the character that uh, Victor was gonna kiss in the movie who was a camper so she's technically younger and she's also like clearly in her 40s and she's like I'm 22 now some of these kids like look like good enough to like eat and whatever they're like, <laughs> she's like but they're 16 you're like I'm only 22 and it's like a 40 year old woman like delivering the line uh, they do the same thing that they did in the first series which is uh like they at no point in time have the whole entire cast together mm-hmm. which like leads to at the finale just like hilarious like hijinks of like people coming and going so they're all supposedly in the same room like at one point paul Rudd is just sort of like here's my wife and kids we're starting a family i'm gonna be there for them now anyway see you guys later and just like walks <laughs> out so he doesn't need to be in other <laughs> shots like joe latruglio shows up in episode one uh as why did i put blank on his name Neil, mm-hmm. and he's just sort of like, he's like, oh, I had some great naps on these beds, man. I'm going to take a nap. Wake me up in a couple of hours. And then he just goes, like, under the cover. So there's just, like, a dude under the covers <laughs> in, like, the background of, like, three or four episodes. Because What Out American Summer, if you, like, watch, it always is, like, has, like, those timestamps. Yeah. So, like, four hours is, like, four episodes of, like, stuff. And there's just a dude under the thing. And he wakes up and he's like, what a great nap. You know, like... <laughs> So much, like, yeah, nonsense. The gag in the movie that is, like, the whole crazy adventure of the movie takes place on one day is it right. is stretched out to, like, the 10th degree in both of these seasons, where it's, like, 10 episodes is one day, just, like, they do fucking everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the one they think they go into town and get addicted to drugs, and then come back, woo, afternoon in town, always well, crazy. I like there's, there's, one, there's one scene in the movie that is, like, almost a 10-minute scene, and then the next timestamp is only, like, a minute later. <laughs> That's, like, <laughs> 7.34, and there's, like, a whole scene, and then, like, 7.35. <laughs> 
Yeah. Does it does it keep it up? Does it stay funny? Like I uh, like I thought it was funny, but but also like a lot of the jags were like gags were well trod territory. Yeah, it's a it's a lot more of the same. Like yeah. some of the the like the, the important vibe of I find like Wet Hot American Summer is like not really caring that much. Uh-huh. Like just like there's the line that just obliterated me. Like I was literally laughing. So the uh, Ken Moreno plays uh, Victor. Mm-hmm. who is the guy who in the movie is like obsessed with trying to get laid or whatever. So like 10 years later, he's still a virgin uh-huh. and like he finally gets laid, but everybody else is going through the problems. Like we don't care. We don't care. Whatever else like that. And it's also shot in that way where you can tell that they're not all in the same room. They're all kind of like reacting and like shot around or whatever. And then it just cuts to Paul Rudd and he's like, I care, Ken. And then it just like, ends. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, Fuck. I was like there's no reason. <laughs> It's not his character's name <laughs> at all. <laughs> uh, at one point, um, they, like, they, David Hyde Pierce makes a kind of cameo, but like they 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 webcam him in, <laughs> and and just like at, at the end of it, he just takes the fake mustache off, and he's like, "Is that enough?" Okay. <laughs> anyway, he's like, "I mean, I guess call me if you need anything else." Then he just picks up his golden globe and leaves. <laughs> like, yeah, he's like, <laughs> like shit like that is like the best. <laughs> <laughs> like you're just like zero, zero fucks given <laughs> to yeah. like actually kind of making a show. Yeah, there's like other other scenes where you're like they're all standing around at night, but like just some people like it's clearly raining their night of shoot. Yeah, <laughs> so it's just like me talking to Scott, but it's like raining in the background of mine and just not in the background of Scott's. Yeah, it's worth it's. That's a uh, Monty Python thing. Yeah, well, it was yeah. all. It's also uh, that that's also a throwback to the original Wet Hot American Summer where they only had the camp for two weeks and most of it was raining. Mm-hmm. So they shot all the interior. Like, if you w- go back and watch the movie... It's always raining out a window. Yeah, if you look outside, it's constantly raining, <laughs> even though it's always sunny when they're outside. That's like, amazing. So that's just like... And that was not, like, an accident. Like, that wasn't, like, a choice. Yeah. It, becomes, it became, like, a hilarious, like, sub-joke of the film. That, like, you look out any window, like, Coop's standing in the doorway and it's clearly raining behind him and they go outside and it's all sunny. They apparently only had, like, four or five days of, like, sun on the shoot. Huh. So all the interior shots, if you look out a window, it's raining. <laughs> Obviously, if anybody throws uh, throws anything off camera, there's like the glass shattering <laughs> noise. Yeah. So it's uh, the one thing that's weird is I don't know. Did you watch uh, first day of camp? Did you watch like, the first? Yeah, 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 yeah. Twice. Yeah. <clears throat> so they they bring back Ronald Reagan, mm-hmm. and then they also introduce uh, George Bush Senior. Yep. Uh, and it's just like it's a weird like it's so. I know that like the, the movie technically had that kind of weird vibe, like when uh, when Michael Showalter did that weird makeup, like the old timey comedian at the end mm-hmm. of uh, at the talent show, where he was remember saying like those really terrible jokes. Being so like, like yeah, arts and farts and crap. Yeah, exactly. Guy, yeah. It. Like I know like they always had that weird like makeup vibe, and then I thought it was the Ronald Reagan stuff was weird in the first one, mm-hmm. and it gets like even weirder in the second one that they're like he has like a nuke under the camp that he wants to blow the camp up with. Like <laughs> it's just like it's very. Yeah, it's like it's more wet hot American summer kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like which I was like telling Sarah, I was like, I'm so pleased like <laughs> that they're still making more of this stuff. Well, but exactly but but not only that they're making more of this stuff, but I was like they they took like a ten year ten years before anything came back, but I was like just that like one of my favorite movies from college, like now like a decade later. They're sort of like, hey, do you remember that movie? I love that movie. They're like, here's more of it. Just make a whole TV show. <laughs> you know, and I was like, just like me clapping. They, like, they would never make a sequel to it. Look at the cast they had in that first thing. Fucking Bradley Cooper just shows up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bradley Cooper is not in the second series. They, he gets replaced by Adam Scott. But he's just sort of like, uh, and he's like, honey, do you think, uh, when he's talking to like Michael, uh, Michael Ian Black, he's like, 
honey, do you think anyone will recognize me since I got the nose job? And it's just a completely <laughs> different actor. Like, you look fine, babe. <laughs> it's just like, and it's like, is the nose job that noticeable? <laughs> it's just like, right. And then they also have like a, a mini dig on Bradley Cooper with one of the actors being like, you don't understand. I don't have like, there's like an actor, uh, like Amy Poehler's boyfriend is an actor. And he's like, you don't understand. I don't have time for indie projects anymore. I'm an action star. <laughs> and just like leaves. <laughs> like just like never comes back. <laughs> yeah, which so I was like, dig on Bradley Cooper. Well, dig. I mean, that that he showed up to he showed up to the the first day of summer, which which says that he he like cared about well, the project at least a little. Role, right? Like, really? That was his first. That was literally his oh first God. film. His first film credit is like what other summer. summer. I mean, like obviously due to scheduling, like none of these people, like Elizabeth Banks, her entire storyline right up until the end is like C or D role. Like it's not. Right. She has no interaction with the rest of the cast whatsoever, which, I mean, is like, she's busy. They're all kind of busy, I guess, mm-hmm. except for Michael Showalter. He's kind of everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, I would say, like, it's, it's, it's an easy recommendation. You're like, if you like Wet Hot American Summer. Go check out more of it. It's more of mm-hmm. that, which, I mean, is like, it obviously lacks, I think, like, the punch. Of, yep. Like, yep. the first time you saw it. Like, but at the same time, like, they're letting some jokes mature, at least the little bits that I saw. Like, they were, they were, they were still, like, taking it to new places a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I think the writing is still sharp. And, whatever. Yeah. and even, like, I Pat, think you, you put a lot of funny people onto a set, and yeah. some funny stuff is going to leak out. Yeah, exactly. Which, I mean, I think that was, like, the success of the first one. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, like, that like people just kind of like ad-libbing and finding their way fucking paul rudd knocking okay paul in this scene you're gonna knock a tray on the ground like a big dumb kid and it's like the funniest fucking thing in the movie (laughs) and it's all paul rudd just just hamming it up just yeah Yeah. well that's it like pat and i were even talking about it like the movie itself is also so weird that it got made like like the fact that like there was it wasn't a national lampoon vehicle Mm -hmm. so like national lampoon didn't like throw the money other than Janine Groffalo, who was like barely an SNL cast member, there's no SNL cast member. There's no Groundlings even mm-hmm. in that crew, like because they're all they're all West Coast people. Mm-hmm. Like it's so like I was like, how did this? Joe Latruglio, he's got that improv. Yeah, yeah but but no, at the time was a nobody. Because like, it had a twenty thousand dollar budget. Like that's got to be what it was. Yeah. It was like a bunch of guys who had time in between other projects. And, and it was just... David Wayne also yeah. who went on to do like Modern Family and all that stuff. Like like it's like everything like that. That's like the uh, the animated one, right? No, no. Modern F- Family. F- family no. is, F- Bill, is Bill Burr. That's right. No, Modern Family is the one that wins all the Emmys for being yeah. the funniest show on TV. Huh. And it's like so so. It's kind of. It. It's, 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 it's I mean, it's better. Film. It's better than Big Bang Theory. Like, <laughs> like it, it's, it's, but it's very like primetime sitcom. Okay. Like, okay, okay, comedy. okay. But yeah, that's it. But I'm just saying, like, a lot of people went on to become famous, but like, but when it happened, like, I remember my Amy, VHS... Amy Poehler was pre. Amy Poehler was pre SNL. She hadn't been on SNL yet. Where did wow. she come from? Didn't she come from Chicago? I think she might have been Second City, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Like, uh, hmm. like, they were all people who were like up and comers, but at the time, oh, you like look at all their like filmographies, and it's like way early. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, H. John Benjamin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, he started off as a voicing a can and goes on to be one of the funniest voice actors. <laughs> in, yeah, in the country, hey, like voicing the can. Can I tell you a secret, Gene? I can suck my own dick, and I do it <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah, good, yeah. Um, Chris uh, Chris Pine, who was in the yeah. show. 
Like, we're just like yeah. arbitrarily, Chris Pine was in the first season. He comes back, they're like, didn't you die? And he's like, it's complicated. <laughs> and then there's like, seriously, like a 15-minute flashback of like him becoming like a trained cyborg with the CIA, but then like leaving to start a band with like, um, what do you call it? Uh, Jason Schwartzman's character who is also a cyborg but then they split up and then Chris Pine goes on to become like a record executive and like whatever else like that Chris Chris Pine is really funny he's done some like digital shorts and stuff that are right on for example what if uh, a lobbyist a lobbying group was actually a person that worked in your office fuck it's funny Hmm. explain well, just imagine Explain if I'm, the joke. This, this is Chris Pine. We're talking about Star Trek. Star Trek, yeah, yeah okay. Captain Kirk. Yeah, yeah. I, it, it, that that is... I did explain the joke, Keith. Yeah. What if instead of a lobby organization, he was a real person, and you had to work with a lobby organization person? I see. But give having me all the power. The joke. <laughs> I understand the premise. Give me a joke, Scott. It, it's a lot of fickle comedy. So like he's smashing some stuff off. Make me laugh. <laughs> Entertain me, Scott. Uh, uh, anyway, yeah, Chris Pine and Jason Schwartzman. Show yeah, back he's, up. he's funny. Yeah, Chris Pine is funny. What's his name? Uh, the guy who that plays Gene. Why did I blank? The guy who plays Gene from usually, Law and Order SVU. Usually, yeah. usually the dude from Law and Order, like he... Christopher Maloney. Christopher Maloney. Yeah, exactly. That's it. <laughs> Her father is you, Gene. Who's Eugene? <laughs> like, just sounds like a great guy. I gotta go and just leaves. <laughs> Yeah, very okay. More of the same. More of the same, which I mean, I think was absolutely. I was real busy last week, mm-hmm. and I was just like, it was absolutely what the like doctor ordered of just being like, this is a thing that is basically written like to entertain me. <laughs> like, thank you that it's still out there. So mm. it was fun. We're doing mm. a rewatch of um, Le Fil, The Wire. Which is pretty awesome. Uh, Debbie had never seen it, and we're like three quarters of the way through the first season. It's definitely still holding up. There there are rough edges. You you can tell like they were really going for like extra camp, but then like letting the real shine through the campiness to make you kind of to to reel you in. Mm -hmm. And um, I feel like there's some bits of dialogue you're like, "Ooh, how did that get through?" But it's good. Doesn't matter. Some of the most iconic characters on all of television. Absolutely. Uh, Omar. Omar's. The, the bomb. He's so fucking good every time he's on the screen. Uh, What's his name? Little Omar Little. Little? No. Omar. No, 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 but the actor. Oh. The, um, the actor. Ch- not Chalky White. That's him in... Uh, <laughs> yeah. in Chalky White's his character in Borogam, which I never finished. Uh, yeah, I never finished it. Strude Bell yep. is a great character. It's uh, terrifying to Avon watch. Avon Barksdale. Avon Barksdale. the super smart mobster. Yeah. I don't think we ever watched like an episode or two of The Wire. I've really? Never, I've never... Oh, God. Man, you're season really, of, of all of television... Like season one of The Wire is probably the best season of television I can think of. You know, I actually prefer three and four, where they they like bring everything from season one back, but then dial it up to eleven. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like there's more personal stuff that happens in one that I relate to with the kids and the the courtyard. The just just looking at the courtyard is just like it's such a well made set uh, set piece that that courtyard where like the characters like there's so much screen time dedicated to them like. Giving juice boxes to the other little kids who live in the who live in the court okay. and just like normal day to day life of this impoverished hellhole. And these sixteen year old kids just flummoxing cops. Yeah, it's like, uh, oh man, that screws up our whole system. Yep. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Eh, I guess I'll, I, I'll put it. I'll put it on the list. But yeah, you saying it holds up also? So. Oh yeah, yeah. It still it still stays good. And there's definitely like bits that are cheesy, but the whole thing is like a like it it's like a cheesy boiled cop drama. Yeah. yeah. But done. 
so perfectly that you're you're on board no matter how cheesy they get and sometimes they do stray a little too far into the cheesiness but in general i think it's even even the cheesy stuff like the the scene where the whole dialogue is fuck yeah yeah that scene is still amazing yeah i've seen that scene that's like one of the the classic no context like scenes (laughs) like people are just sort of like post that scene and now now you want to watch the wire exactly (laughs) speaking of i guess fucking mcnulty HBO you watch that show and you're just like fucking McNulty. Did anyone is anyone anywhere close to up to date on Game of Thrones? I know you stopped. I haven't seen I, this week's. But. I'm waiting for the book. I'm waiting for the book. There are so many deviations at this point. Like, oh yeah, totally. Like there's just I mean we're gonna book spoilers. I suppose mm-hmm. like there's no other Targaryen is not a thing in the show. Really? Like, like the other Targaryen, right? Yeah, like the, that doesn't show it. I want to say in the books. Are you? Have you read the books? I haven't read the last one. Okay, so yeah, Griff Gri- is just not a thing in the Griff book. Griff is yeah. just not a thing in the book. There's just like missing a Greyjoy brother. Brother, like okay. they, they just gave. Uh, well, they they changed Ash's name to Yara. They did that a long time ago. Yeah, uh, but yeah, they just gave uh, Yaron or Yar. Well, the the, the, the priest, the priest the Greyjoy, were Victarian, huh? man. Victarian, not Aemon, the the one that's the crazy priest one. No, not, not, not the crazy priest one was in the show. It's the other one, the one that actually goes to. He goes Victorian. with the horn. He goes to yeah, get yeah, the... Like, Victorian is the one who sails his ships down to Khaleesi in Slaver's Bay. That's just... But they haven't met, right? Like, that's the end of the book. They're like... You're, like, waiting for yeah, them exactly, to arrive. Yeah, exactly. But that's yeah. it. But uh, it turns out that it's Yara slash Asha who... I mean, in the books, in, in the, the movie, show, or yeah. it's Yara. Yara takes the fleet and goes to meet up with Khaleesi. Huh. Like, so that's... Either way, it's a Greyjoy fucking... It is a Greyjoy, but, it, but it's just like... And Euron is there being the psycho. Yeah. So it's like, there's just like a missing brother who's just like, whoop. Not not the priest, because there's four right. Greyjoy... Well, five Greyjoy kids. There's Theon, the girl, the priest, the crazy guy well, with the priest is Theon's and, and Asha's brother. Oh, right. He's an uncle. Yeah. The yeah. priest is an uncle. Just like Euron. Euron's yeah. their uncle, too. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Anyway, okay, anyway, whatever. They're missing just stuff. Missing a great joy. So what, what happened in Game of Thrones that's getting everybody's pennies? Uh, oh, the dragons attack an army. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. That, like that, the big... that's, that's the big one everybody a couple weeks ago. You don't need context for that. You don't no. need to know what's yeah, happening. Yeah. That's a spoiler. But they, they show up and there's a but huge again, army fight. I have the exact same problem with the dragons showing up and burning an army that I did with the Battle of the Bastards. So the Battle of the Bastards happened last season, which was... I don't know what it is. It's a, a bit of a... Wait a don't second. tell me. I was going to say game... Don't tell me. It's from last season. Okay. So the Battle of the Bastards, it. who would it be? Like just, I don't want to see it. I don't even want to... I just said the Battle of the Bastards. Don't do this. Don't have this... I don't want to have this conversation. You, what are you talking about? You can't, like, protect yourself away from spoilers, like, years sure, I after can. it. It doesn't it's even one, matter. It's one year later. It doesn't even matter. It's a big battle. Anyway, yeah. it's a big battle, and here's the problem, is that it's a big battle in Game of Thrones land, yeah. and absolutely... Nobody dies. No main characters die. Like, yeah. tertiary, secondary characters die. No main characters die. Dragons show up. That's, that's not true, Keith. I, I disagree with you completely. Who, what? Who? Name one. John, you want to block your ears here for <laughs> a second? Yeah, yeah, I know Jon Snow dies and comes back or whatever. No. Or I, comes I, I, back. I don't care. Tell me. Stannis dies just before the Battle of the Bastards. Not and Rickon And Rickon dies. Rickon just... is not a main character. He's been on screen for about 10 minutes in the entire show. Man, Rickon dies? Harsh. He's a son of Winterfell. He's not a main character. Sure he is. He's one oh of the five. God. He's had ten minutes of screen time in okay, six but years. Because he was a four-year-old kid. And, and also the show is not properly translating the books. Yeah, no, as but, I'm saying, but I'm saying in the world of the show. Okay. In the world of the show, he's not a main character. I understand he's a char- main character in the book. You know who's also a main character <sighs> you know, in the you, book? Who are, like, who are, <laughs> Victorian who, Greyjoy. Has who, are, who are the sons of, of Ned Stark? There's three of them, yeah. and one of them's crippled right away. 
So Rickon was would be the head of the family. He's super important, even if he's not a main character of the show. He's an important character. He's not an important main character. character. Is this really anyway? I'm just saying. So I have the, I have that issue with it, and then the dragons show up and lay waste some shit. Mm-hmm. And again, with main characters running willy nilly in dragon fire, nobody dies. Nobody bites it, and I'm like, pull, pull the trigger on, just like just take out someone. It's been so long since like OG season one characters bought it. Other than I already felt that that happening in the books towards the end of the, f- the fifth book. You're like, why? It's been a long time since no, anybody really again, important. Keith. You're really wrong because the season finale of season six had OG characters die a whole bunch. No, those are all season three characters. The High Garden situation, like the the Sept, the both children, Loras is in season one, and I guess Loras and the one. King. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just saying <laughs> it's it, but it's like main. Okay, I, I take that back. Like beloved characters don't eat it anymore. Like mm-hmm. any character that has like a fan base is just completely bulletproof in the show right now. Doesn't Jamie kill himself when that happened? No. Jamie? Yeah. Jamie doesn't kill himself. Really? I thought he, thought he Not dies. Not in the books. No. Doesn't he die though? No. Huh. Got your spoilers off. Well, I guess I got spoilers my spoilers off. <laughs> be happily surprised when that doesn't happen. But <laughs> but except that it should. I feel like like he's a beloved main character at this point. I feel like you should bite it. And they're making him less beloved. Yeah. Like, that's Good for uh, them. that's kind of a bummer. Like, really? I, okay, no, in the books, by the fifth book, if you haven't You're on book, board with him. Jamie is like, my sister is crazy. She needs to be stopped. I yeah. have my own agenda. That's in the fifth book. And you're yeah. like, Jamie, Jamie. In the show, he's like, I still love my sister, and I'd like to do her bidding. Yeah. And I'm like, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> like, There's, the, I feel like season seven is the feel-good season so far. The, uh-huh. the first three episodes I saw, it's just some stuff pays off, and you're just like, finally. Yeah. Well, that's the oh my god, like that. That's a here's. I, I feel like you can't have that homeward bound dogs and a cat on the run go for a decade without having them get home at some point. Yeah. So some stuff actually. Yeah. Happens. Some stuff like there, there. Some characters manage to get reunited that have been astray for seven or eight years. Oh, it's the Starks. Like, yeah, exactly. But, but not just the Starks. I mean, like. Well, Danny, Danny finally does something after th- fucking six seasons or six thousand pages. Flavors <laughs> Bay Dickerens. Well, that's it. Oh, I forget. His Pat was telling me when he was rereading them. He's like, I just skipped the Daenerys parts on the reread because he's like, it doesn't, doesn't go anywhere to anything yeah. that is actually happening. Like, and I, I know the gist of it, so that when I get to like book six or whatever, when the new book comes out, it's fine. She's yeah. like, like book five. My God, Scott is infuriating. Book five ends. Seriously, at the like moment before, like three or four battles simultaneously, uh, and you're like, get, like yeah. I was like, get I remember like yourself. reading and like like not see, one of them like, happens, like yeah. seeing the book like get smaller as I'm reading. And I'm like, oh no, he's not gonna do it. I was like, he's not, not gonna pull the there trigger. Isn't enough space. <laughs> I was like, I'm running out of pages where any of this could like come to a head. The, the only thing that's making me crazy is this season is seven episodes long. Yeah, it's almost really. Done. It's almost over. Holy shit. Yeah. Well, at what ten million dollars an episode? Something yeah, it was just like, like yeah. they cut uh, C plots left, right, and center. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they do. Like they part do. of the reason I feel like that they're giving me those happy reunions is just because they can have characters together and film them then less sets. <laughs> like, we need Let, more less, people less, on ones. less like camera crews going out into the world filming yeah. their own little thing. And also, they do they do. Trim the fat on the secondary and third tertiary characters in a lot. Fun thing I, re- I read today, uh, you know, Ed Sheeran makes his cameo that yeah. people shit on a lot. Yeah. You know the song he sings? 
No. Right? It kind of went over my head, too, when I watched it. It's um, Simon Silvertongue's blackmail song that Tyrion killed him for. Remember that bard that was following Tyrion oh, around? Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the song that Ed Sheeran is singing oh. from the books. Like the Fun. Yeah. Good, good fucking catch yeah. and i mean that's not the first cameo either right they had i think it was monsters of men were uh the they were the, playing like a minstrel group they were they were like a minstrel group when aria did her acting stint down in uh down in the south yep. yeah awesome so they've like snuck some snuck. just the ed sheeran one is like hey that's ed sheeran like you don't yeah you're well, like you know but, I mean, like but he's like a very recognizable poster. face i feel I, that if i, I would, was a big monster i, I just fan, i might have caught them i feel i feel better about it now that it's He's not just doing a cameo; he's doing like an Easter egg right. yeah, for yeah. for the the hard fans. I was like, "Oh, that's." Oh. Do we know anybody who's like a fanatic about Game of Thrones that we could report to on, on if this is like a successful set of shows? Hmm. I don't know. I feel like none of the three of us are like super invested in. I mean, the... I've I've read them all, and I've read most of them twice. Yeah, I've read like I read the first five and read the first three twice. So okay. I mean, I don't know, like a super fan. But I guess like the show is like here's the thing about the show is it's fine. Like, like <laughs> I'm I'm a fan of the show a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I did give up on the book series when it started to really get granular. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like, I feel like the show is the opposite of that. It just, yeah, like it's, it, there's it's it's broad along. strokes, and I mean like it's like just some of the. I would like a Rogue One kind of treatment to go back and do some other stuff well, there, later. Yeah. I feel it's there's, weird that they're the they're, Dragonstone thing is kind of dumb though, man. <laughs> Did you, I don't know if you follow that shit online. So, like, Dragonstone kills dragons. Right? Dragon glass. Dragon glass. No, Dragonstone Dragon is Dragon a glass castle. kills White Walkers, I should say. Yeah. yeah. Right? So, Obsidian, basically. Yeah, yeah Obsidian. exactly. Obsidian. And so, Stannis in, like, season three or season four literally is, like, Dragon... Uh, what is it called? Obsidian, Dragon Glass. Dragon... Dragonstone is built on Dragonstone. <laughs> like Dragonstone like, is built on Dragonglass. Is what yeah. Dragonstone. There's an obsidian on... mine under the castle. Yeah, okay. but like he says it in season three, and then they're like, "Oh my god, they have Sam researching shit in the Citadel," and it's like Dragonglass under Dragonstone. You're like, Stannis told you this in season three, uh-huh. like in passing, like, and you're like, God, <laughs> you know, like, like shit like that doesn't go in the books. Like the books are. When you said it's granular to a fault, whereas you wouldn't have a character like dropping like information that is pertinent, and then having another character like researching lost lore in the Citadel to be like, oh my god, Dragon Glass is well, underneath. Dragon we haven't Glass. had the payoff from Samwell's research yet. It might be the exact same thing in the books, right? No, but I think he's he's researching like other things, or maybe Stannis doesn't say it in the books. I don't, I don't know, but I just yeah. like, but literally Stannis has a line that people like clip to, like being like. Dragonstone is built on top of a dragon glass mine. Like, he just says it. Huh. <laughs> and you're like, what? There's just another couple of things. Like, uh, well, the, 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 big... the maester that, that is writing a book, the history of the War of the Throne yeah. following the death of Robert II. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you think you could come up with something more poetic as a title? <laughs> like A Song of Ice and Fire. <laughs> like, the character in the show is writing. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's also door, door, he's also kind of old and and feeble looking. I'm just gonna drop before he finishes. Yeah, the, the book. other one was apparently like fan fanboys and whatever else like that. Uh, Arya gets a Valerian steel dagger, and everyone's like, "Ooh, she can kill White Walkers!" And everyone's yeah. like, "Needle is also Valerian steel." Remember? Yeah. Was it? Yeah. 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 What? Yeah, 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 it's teeny tiny little sliver. Yeah, yeah, but Ned it's reforged it out of when because Ned Ned actually tells her where he got it. Yeah, I don't remember. 
I, I feel like somebody would have said something if it was Dragon Glass. No, no, no it's not, not Dragon Glass. Valerian. 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 Valerian Steel also. also right, and they keep water. melting down Valerian Steel. That's why John has uh, the Mormont sword, claw, yeah. black claw, or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that's it. But, but, but no, it, but then that that gets melted down, right? And it no, don't, don't no, it's no, John, ice John, that gets oh, melted it's down. It's ice. Yeah, it's ice that does. Yeah, yeah, ice gets turned into Oathkeeper and whatever. Widow's Whale. Yeah, Widow's Whale and Oathkeeper. Ones. Anyway, but I'm just saying, but exactly. Everyone's like, oh, she's got a Valerian steel dragon. I was like, she already has a Valerian steel pointy stick. Rapier. Yeah. Like, it's just like stuff like that. It's just, I think, kind of funny. Uh, we seen any movies? Talk yeah. about movies. Did we? I, I, I can't remember if we talked about Lego Batman or not. I don't think so. Mm. No. It's definitely I, not on the list, if that's anything. <laughs> did, you, did you check the files? No, the, because oh, I, I, I sent in an email that I started watching it oh, and I, I was going to watch all it. Of it. And then my kid uh, lost interest, and I didn't finish it, so we didn't end up talking about it on the I podcast. Right. All of it. I watched like a Batman, you guys. It was Lego great. Batman. <laughs> was it as good as the Lego Movie? It is not as good as the Lego Movie, okay. but it is still very funny. Like right. it's really. I mean, if you like the humor of the Lego Movie, like it starts off. I feel like I've talked about this. If I'm repeating myself, I feel real bad. Like it starts off with just sort of like a black screen, and you just like you just hear Will Arnett's voice being like, "A solid black screen." All the most serious movies start with a solid black screen. Mm-hmm. This is a serious movie. I'm Batman. <laughs> just mm-hmm. like let's play some dramatic music. Yeah, it'll really freak music. out the parents that brought their kids to this movie. Yeah, exactly. They're just sort of like ah, DC logo, the house that Batman built. Suck it, Superman. This is my town. <laughs> just like like during the credits. It's yeah, just like, yeah. The angsty Batman just like now we're gonna show an inspirational quote. And it's like what is it? It's like a Michael Jackson quote, and he's like. Get out of there, MJ. I said that. And then, like, Michael Jackson just disappears and says, Batman, like a tribute to the quote. Take a look at yourself and make a change. Yeah, take a look at yourself and make a change. That's amazing. Michael Jackson. Batman. Does Will Arnett carry this thing? Yeah, Will Arnett carries it. It's also... Holy. He wholly not, carries it. Not holy. Robin is hilarious. Michael Sarah is Robin. Robin. And it's also a re, like, reuniting, uh, like, a wayward authority figure with a, like, oh, impressionable yeah. young man. <laughs> like it's, it's Job and George Michael yeah. as Batman and Robin. Like, bat, yeah. Michael Sarah is pretty good. That's true. Yeah, yeah, Michael Sarah is very funny in it. Also, the, the, the supporting cast is funny. Like yeah. Rosario Dawson is 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 funny. Zach Galifianakis as the Joker is okay. Huh. It's they just like, it's it's a Will Arnett vehicle. Yeah, okay, exactly. Yeah. Like the big the big storyline is the fact that like Batman doesn't. He's like like Joker is like my nemesis Batman, and he's like. Uh, you're not not really my nemesis. Batman doesn't have a nemesis. And he's just sort of like like them top top three. Am I one of your top three villains? I'm, I'm just what? seeing a lot of villains right now, Joker. <laughs> like, what would you do without me? Yeah, the same thing I do. Yeah, every night. exactly. So like, Joker's like uh, gets th- his feelings hurt. Yeah, yeah. Gets, gets his feelings hurt. Uh, then commits a, uh, an act so atrocious to and purposefully get sent to the negative zone. Okay, and then because it's a Lego movie and they have all the IPs. In the negative zone is like Sauron and Godzilla, crazy and King Kong and Voldemort and all them. So Joker brings all of them back to Daleks. attack Gotham. <laughs> Daleks, yeah, Daleks are like exterminate, <laughs> exterminate, exterminate. Yeah. exactly. That's it. And so yeah, it's fu- like it's just like it's super fun, and they're being smart with like how the Lego apparently have all the IPs. Yeah, so that's like, also kind of a Lego thing though. Like you can do anything in yeah, Lego, exactly. like whatever. Like, okay, King Sauron, Kong versus Sauron's Batman attacking Gotham. Yeah. Here it comes. Whatever. Yep. <laughs> there's there's lots of weird like. Batman IP too, like there's clips of Adam West and Michael Keaton and Val Kilmer and yeah, yeah, yeah. like all through. Right. Yeah, they're like all these, shots they're like them. they're like uh, what, what's like Alfred's line? He was just sort of like, 
I've seen that look in your face before, Master Bruce, when you're about to have a full-length feature adventure. And it's like, <laughs> like, it's like a flashback. No, you haven't. Yes, I have. Like in 1966 and 1989 and 1993 and 1995 and 1998. 2001. <laughs> uh, the bat, they bring back bat shark repellent. Nice. And then like Robin's like, can I take this? And he's like, yeah, sure. It's really not that useful. It's very specific one time. <laughs> But then it comes back, and like in the climax, the thing's like that shark repellent, and it's like, wow, <laughs> you know, like it's just, yeah, very fun. Like right. if you like, if you like the humor of the Lego Movie, uh, it's meta humor. It's good and twisted Mego theater, like very, yeah, very meta comic mm-hmm. humor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. It was better than Suicide is, Squad. Is it worth listing? Is this? I think so. Yeah. It's better than Suicide Squad. I just said it. <laughs> Do you know. want to put it like right there, just above Suicide uh, Squad? I don't know. I have to check where, where it is in terms of other kids' movies. Okay. Right. Do we have other films to talk about? While we do. I'm... I have a yeah. big one. I have a big one though. Okay. I have a real big one. Back to the Future Two. Ooh. I haven't seen it. What's it about? Uh, they, they really made a sequel. They go oh. back to the future. I don't think they do. They say that line in the first one. They do say that line in the first Hell one. Hell yeah, they do. Yeah, right yeah. at the end. But I mean, but they really, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but they really mean it in the second one because they go to 2015. Uh-huh. Uh, so back to the past. It'd be oh. weird. Just okay, like so you know, so we're going to rank, go future, gonna rank this biz right away for our Lego movie. Okay. Um, Evil Dead. Is it funnier than Evil Dead? Probably. It might be. It's a better movie than Evil Dead, though. Actually, that's a that's a tougher one. What's about what's a comedy kids movie? Moana. It's better than Moana. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's better than Moana. Yeah, it's espe- especially when we when we when we talk about uh, where the heck's Moana? Fifty third. Oh, Jesus. Uh, especially <laughs> when we talk about um, Suicide Squad is forty third. Like movies for us, like like doesn't mean Scott can attribute where you're. Like, it's it's not it's not even really a kids movie. It's. It's a G-rated adult comedy with Legos. Yeah, and but there's also like a ton of like there's also a ton of Easter eggs and stuff for like Batman comic fans. Like like Clayface is in it. Like I think uh, Killer Moth is in it. Crazy yeah. Quilt is yeah, in it. Like, the like, Calendar Man is, is, in, it. is in, it. Like, in it. Like they're like for a moment, but you're like, whoa, oh. yeah. <laughs> okay, but that's not for the kids. That's for yeah, the, yeah, that's yeah, for exactly. the very that's very saying. very little of it is for the kids. Um, Man, I can't wait to get back. We have to talk about Arrival again. I did not like that movie. Uh, really? Yeah. I would say Song of the Sea. It's the highest rated anime. It's not as good as Song of the Sea. It's um, not um, as good. Like I said, I'm definitely putting it above Suicide Squad. Okay. I would put it above. It was funnier than 2016 Ghostbusters. Yep. Um, I would say probably underneath Kong because I would put it underneath Top Gun, and you said Kong was really good. I just don't know where it would lock on Pitch Perfect. And you're having trouble putting it above Top Gun. Yeah, I am definitely having problems with putting it above. And it sounds it's, like readers have said that Kong Skull Island deserves to be higher than we have it. Yeah. Yeah. It's I would put it right under Pitch Perfect. Pitch Perfect was was really surprisingly funny. <laughs> and I we're going to talk about Pitch Perfect 2 because I saw it this week. Pitch Perfect 2? Yeah. Huh. So Back to the Future 2. Yeah. The Return of the Future going back. Uh, it is real dark. Like, Do you know that it, there's scenes that were cut from it that were even darker crazy so like the, i don't know if you really remember the full plot of it's really dark what is it but like it's so basically the the story goes that michael j fox i mean, that marty mcfly had a car accident at some point could no longer play guitar kind of became a sellout like corporate hack uh 
mm-hmm. and then him and his girlfriend and his kids are all just losers in 2015. Yep. And the kickoff of it is to go back and try, like, because Doc Brown is immediately just messing with the timeline, is, like, I don't want your kid to go to jail. So, like, the kickoff is the plan is you're going to pose as your kid, say no to Griff, another mention of a character named Griff in one episode. Weird. Um, Say no to Griff, prevent your kid from going to jail, and then just be done with it. In the meantime, old Biff Tannen uh, steals the almanac, Travels back to 1955, gives it to himself as a teenager. To make himself rich. To make himself rich. Then when they go back to 1985, 1985 is like a hellscape. Yeah. And then... They go to the future. No, then they go back to 1955. Right. No, they go back to 1985, and it's a hellscape. Yeah, 1985 is a hellscape. Then Because they think it's all good. He just tries to... Mighty McFly tries to go home. But then they redo the dance scene from the first movie, but they rescue... So he realizes that... That something changed in the past. Yeah. Well, they they, they track that it changed down. his presence. Because yeah. then he goes, Marty McFly goes to Biff and is like, "I know about the almanac. Tell me about it." And like, there's like various things that are like super dark. Is like the fact that Marty McFly's life becomes like a garbage toilet. Biff hole. bangs his mom. Yeah, Biff bangs his mom. Is who becomes an alcoholic? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. An alcoholic like post plastic surgery get, nightmare. Gets straight up like hit in the face. Yep. Like, yeah. yeah, and you're like, whoa, this is crazy. Then, like, even Biff pulls a gun on Marty to try to, like, just straight up murder a kid. After yeah. confessing to murdering his father. After oh, confessing, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. He's just sort of like, same gun. Like, and you're like, yeah, you're like, what is happening? Like, real dark and crappy. And then, yeah, then they have to go back to 1955. And, like, so that scene's amazing when they're, like, just like the way everything lines up Absolutely. with the first film. And they fix the future again. The other weird part is um, the weird... There's a few nods to the fact that I mean, they must have known that they were going to make the third one, an Old West one. They were filmed almost immediately, one after the other. Yeah, because yeah. like, there's there's mentioning of Mad Dog Tannen yep. mm-hmm. in the other one. And then also, at one point... Uh, they find Doc Brown's grave Yeah, in the graveyard. And the they also... Doc Brown says he's going to dismantle the uh, the DeLorean, and he's like... Because he's like, we can't meddle with the... The timeline. With the timeline yeah. anymore, or whatever else like that. And he's just sort of like... And it'll, he's like, I'll just, you know, I miss out on my great regret. I'll never get to travel back to the Old West. So, like, there's a lot of, like, even... Because, like, the third one really kind of stands apart, I find. Because, like... Just be- well, also, like, in terms of tone, it's very much, like, in its own little island. You know, they're stuck in the Wild West, so they don't jump around from timeline to timeline. So, yeah. it, like, you get more grounded in that, but it... And it's well, more of a wacky adventure. It's more of a wacky side adventure, Well, that's adventure, it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the, time t- the timeline is also, like, one of the things, like, when you talk about, like, uh, how, like, the first one explained paradox and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, a neat thing that they don't really talk about too much, but they kind of, like, gloss over it, is they were like, okay, like, Marty's like, we need to go back to the future... And make sure Biff doesn't take the almanac. And Doc is like, we can't. We're in an alternate reality. That future reality. is gone. Yeah. Like, we need to go back to before the timelines diverge. But it's just like, it's like not, like, not, it's not rocket science. It's time <laughs> travel. But so, it's still, but it's like presented in a way, like, he just has a little chalkboard. He's like, here's a timeline. Somewhere in the past, they diverged. The only two people who know that there even is another reality is us. This is now reality. We need to go back to before the point. Like, yeah, yeah, but yeah. like explaining it in a way that you're like, I got yeah, it. I could get this as a kid. I would like understand this concept. Okay, okay, like, okay, okay. But so, what's your point? Is, is great. Yeah. I uh, I 
it's always kind of been my favorite, and having watched both of them in like relatively recent history, I think it's still like it might. We have be, Back to the Future as item number six on our list of great films. It might be better than the first one. The only reason I would see it maybe being a little lower mm-hmm. is because of the fact that it is like it has a, such a strong foundation in the first one. That's like my my ranking issue is I was like Back to the Future two is only amazing because of Back to the Future one. How do, how how do we deal? Do you know what I mean? Like I. I I feel like it's a classic case of stakes are higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not just his life. It's the whole world that gets screwed up in Back to the Future 2. Yeah. Um, it's a masterpiece of editing in yeah. the 1955 scenes. Yep. In the second movie. Like, a masterpiece. Yeah. But I think some of the tonal shifts that it takes were unnecessarily dark. Yeah, it's a, like it takes a long time before it mm. even becomes like it's only it only becomes a fun adventure in like the third act when they're back in 1955. Mm-hmm. Like and even and even then, well the, even then the and even the then 19- the, stakes, the stakes are so high that it's like it's very it's tense. Some of the stuff in 2015 is pretty fun, like the hoverboard chase. You're like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, but then and- you realize someone died in it, and it gets dark again. Right, and that's it. There's like <laughs> this weird tonal shift. I no, but someone actually died in that stunt, right? You can oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they, uh, one of the stuntmen, when they all, when uh, Griff's goons all fly through the window, mm-hmm. the, yeah, someone, someone actually, actually dies actually right there? Actually dies in that stunt, which just makes it not as fun. Okay, well. Thanks, uh, childhood. But even that, like, parallel the the first movie's skateboard chase, right? Yeah, like, it's yeah. A, like yeah, a yeah. weird, yeah, beautiful... Exactly. Like do he, this so he knock, again. Knock, he knocks off the scooter to make an impromptu skateboard, and then no- knocks off a hover scooter to make an impromptu skateboard, and then gets chased by Biff and yeah. the cronies. That's also the best part. I, best I part. think, but that the cronies of the first film stay the cronies in 1985. Yeah, yeah like, it's Billy Zane again. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Billy Zane's just like wearing a cowboy hat and chilling. <laughs> That's also great. So yeah, uh, I, I would put it just one, two. We're Back to the Future, Back to the Future Two, right after, right underneath what, it. What do you think about merging them? To the Back to the Future series. Well, I think we can handcuff them together right here. I, well, like I mean, I, I totally agree. When I'm thinking about where to put them, I put them together. But, I, but you're right. I almost don't see the second one being understandable independent of the first one. Yeah, it's it's not. Yeah. But it it's almost as good. Just the, uh, my my one caveat for it making it not as good is. There's like a weird dark tone of like spousal abuse and alcoholism and, and murder that yeah. takes place in that second act. And you're like, oh, yeah, it's not just about he also has to like kill himself to to escape Biff right before any like saves. Like he gets picked up by Doc as he's jumping off of the building. Right. But yeah. that's still fucking intense for like a 12 year old t- t- teen kid. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he jumps yeah. off and he rides yeah. up on the rides up in the car like a boss. Yeah. But the the. The tension stays ratcheted high. Totally. And, yeah, and the, totally. some of the filming where they're like, he's on one spot on stage playing guitar, and then he's in disguise outside of the yeah. the gymnasium. And I mean, he, also gets, to, he also gets to play young him and young him girl and old him. him. I don't know if we talked about this on a I podcast, say- but I watched a video that compared shot for shot the end of the first movie yeah, the and the end of the second movie sense. and the timing is like beat by beat each one of the scenes is the same length yeah. of time like they do a lot to link them together so yeah. I don't know I, I would put them side by side even if they're not in the same entry but there's a good argument that they're they're like together they're like a unit I mean, more could, than the they, Star they, Wars they movies are they could potentially be split up yeah I will say the other thing that I wanted to give a shout out to is Thomas F. Wilson okay Biff Biff slash Griff slash old Biff slash young Biff like 
I was like, how did this guy not go on to become like just a <laughs> superstar comedy villain? Villain. Yeah, like he's so like the guy who plays Ed Rooney, who ended up being a pedophile. But yeah, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, but like he's so good. Like Griff is amazing. Like his weird, like high pitched, squealy voice. Like as an old man, like crotchety Biff is amazing. Yeah, yeah. As like young, like jock stud Biff is like. I was like, this guy is like has like a full range across those characters. <laughs> That are villainous caricatures. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Villain, archetypes. Like, vi- vil- villainous bully archetypes. Yeah. But like, even, even Mad Dog Tannen is, yeah, is totally. a different, exactly yeah. the same character. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I was like, why is this guy not the villain in every movie from the <laughs> 80s and 90s that was a comedy? Like, he could have been like angry gym teacher. And he could have led D. the Cobra Kai dojo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, what? Like, it's... He could be the bad guy at the summer camp across the lake, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Easily. Uh, but like, just, he's... His, uh, I will say his his character work is way better than Michael J. Fox's. Like, mm-hmm. Michael J. Fox being, like, Weasley himself slash his daughter slash old him. Like, it's is, hammy. Yeah. Is hammy not nearly as good as uh, Thompson F. Wilson's? Like, like and, you Tom, know, I mean, like, I think... Tom like, Wilson. Thompson F. Wilson. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I'm prepared to put it just above or... I, w- I would even argue to put it just above Back to the Future. I, I kind of agree that I think it's more of a, like, as a film, I'd be, like, more excited to go back and watch the second one than the first one. I think so. Like I said, I think it's, like I said, it's, it's better. I don't know. But the if you want to put it... I think, I think the first one is, is better. More perfect. As a classic? Yeah. I think we like it because we're, like, the subversive twist on it. But I still think you don't... But is it, but you have to really appreciate what they built in the first one. But then, who but doesn't? It, but, but do you not? But then, do you not appreciate building upon it in the second one? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah, it, I agree. I agree that it doesn't. It doesn't rank that high without the first one, but it does still benefit it, from the first one. It, it also I, no, no, it does. Without it the first does. One. I just, I feel like it doesn't do exactly what it should be doing in the way that the first one does. Like, you think it should be a little lighthearted or to stay with the? I, I feel like the weird. Um, Okay, in the first movie, um, Leah Thompson's character mm-hmm. has this weird, flirty kind of thing with Michael J. Fox that is uncomfortable mm-hmm. and funny. Yep. And in the second one, watching her be presented as an alcoholic, sexualized, widowed character, like that Victim. has v- mm-hmm. very strange place in that movie. I think that whole second act of the dark 1985 yeah. goes tonally off off message hmm. for for especially for it to come back to retell the third act of the first the, movie no even like it's worse, a weird snapback is when it goes on to the third movie and then it's like a, like super lighthearted western adventure too too you know like rudy cowboy, fun, cowboy fun and then you compare that back to the darkness of the second one you're like what that's that's, that's what i think maybe that was the notes like they were like whoa guys we got real dark with this yeah we Let's gotta we gotta rein it back in okay everybody we're doing half as much cocaine on the set <laughs> and we're gonna have a good time making the third one exactly. Everyone's gonna have it. I it's it's almost that scene in looper where the guy's starts getting tortured in the past and his body part starts disappearing. You know, it's it's yeah. really dark. Yeah. So you want it just underneath? I think it, that's what holds it back from being just above perfect. Jurassic Park. Is there an argument that would put it below Jurassic Park? Because Jurassic Park is a damn near perfect movie. That's exactly that's And Ghostbusters, man. Like, Ghostbusters is a that, fucking That's what I'm saying. Like, it, like it, if, it gets so close to Back to the Future, but then it can it can tumble pretty fast. Yeah. Like, Aliens? <laughs> this is so that's good, too. Tough, that's a really tough one. Cabin in the Woods. 
and then Star. It's Wars. better than Cabin in the Woods. Cabin in the Woods is absolutely the the floor on the that. bottom of that one. What? It's better than Cabin in the Woods. Back to the Future Two well, is my, better than my, Cabin in the Woods. When I was when I was thinking about this, mm-hmm. I, I had it, I had it uh, locked somewhere under Star uh, underneath New Hope. Uh, like playing with the Conan the Barbarian. Yeah, exactly. Too, playing right? with Conan and Terminator. It's time travel. <laughs> but no, I would put it ahead of New Hope because the when it yeah. shines, it shines really bright. It sure does. And it is it is better than Cabin in the Woods. Cabin in the Woods, it's not going. Cabin in the Woods is not going ahead of Back to the Future Two. Aliens. Aliens versus Back to the Future Two. Ah, I kind of I kind of prefer Aliens. What's your favorite character in Aliens? Ripley. What's your second favorite character in Aliens? Uh, I don't know why. Where are you going? Because I'm not going to have the same with with. No, no, but Doc like, Marty. <laughs> yeah, you go Doc Marty. I guess Griff. The Xenomorph. <laughs> My favorite character in Aliens is the Xenomorph. Hudson, Hicks, fucking yeah. Vasquez. Yeah. Like, there's you, you can keep. Yeah, you can keep going. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're um, mm-hmm. that'd be super funny if we put it if we put it right below Aliens, it would mirror Alien, <laughs> <laughs> which I also don't. And hate. we're done. <laughs> <laughs> like, Alien, Back to the Future. Aliens, Back to the Future Two. Uh-huh. Uh, there it goes, right yep. underneath. <laughs> uh, speaking of aliens, I saw the movie Life this weekend. Life? Yeah. Starring Ryan Reynolds and Jake Gyllenhaal. The sci-fi blockbuster of this year really? came out. I haven't heard a single fucking word about this. What How is did it? it go? Yeah. It was fine. That good, eh? Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> so ba- basically a group of scientists are on the ISS, and a capsule from Mars, that unmanned mission, uh, comes back with some Earth samples. Mm-hmm. Or some soil samples from from Mars, and the crew catch it and they start looking at it and they find a single cell organism in the dirt, mm-hmm. and they manage to revive it. Cool. Using weird gas glucose heat levels, mm-hmm. and then it starts to multiply, and then they make xenomorph. Some, you know, it basically it turns into a little alien, and then it gets loose and it uh, tries to kill everyone on the International Space Station. Great, great. How's that go for them? Uh, not, well, okay. But what's interesting about it is not the, um, kill it before it kills us race. There's a, one of the member of the ISS is from the CDC and her goal the whole time is like, it cannot leave the space station. Yeah. Like the, the firewall must be maintained. The quarantine has to be maintained. Can't get to earth. That is not a solution. Yeah, we. I, I read the Andromeda strain. We yeah. know how bad that could be. Yeah. Uh, in, instead of the Andromeda strain, imagine a xenomorph the size of a dog. Right. That can. That is also like an octopus. I'm more afraid of what happens in the Andromeda strain. It's way more scary. But, right. Yeah. But it, it, they don't know if it's self-replicating or right, not. Right, like right, it's right. this crazy killing machine, and that's like a nice twist on it because everyone's on board with that. They're not like just soldiers going fuck i want to get home let's kill it and go home yeah. like they're all astronauts and scientists and like that is a thing we have to consider at every every move we make yeah how do we Game prevent over, it from getting home stop it from getting there and i mean ideally survive i mean like yeah like you could make a pretty strong argument that like it wouldn't take more than like a xenomorph or two to overtake a planet in a bad situation right like it's like because they say they self-replicate right like it's just like as soon and as this the- is like a cellular like a single cell becomes a creature kind of thing. They're like, Ugh. yeah, that's you know. it. Like a fa- like 
If a, if a face hugger can go and then just like make more face huggers, right? Because it's like they there needs to be a queen at some point. Yeah, face but hugger makes a queen. Queen lays an egg. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it makes more face huggers. Mm-hmm. So that's it. Like it's just like they're that the 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 indication is that the first xenomorph can basically become a queen on itself. Like they don't. Mm-hmm. They are self-replicating. They just need a host. So I'm like, like I mean, like obviously yes, you could kill that one, but it's like, but it's like it wouldn't take much. For like, oh shit, right. oh shit, Australia xenomorphs, mm-hmm. <laughs> like or whatever. Before they start grabbing onto sharks, and then everything goes wrong. Yeah. Um, Where does life go? It, it's fine. It's doesn't take long to rack, ratchet up the tension, and when things turn bad, like when it goes from like, oh, this is a weird science thing, to, holy shit, we're we're gonna die. That that scene is disturbing and like uh, like when they paint it as a threat from a science experiment that transition okay is it disturbing in like the danger from the martian kind of way or is it disturbing in like alien alien kind of way Ooh. like because the martian had some disturbing ass danger when you think about what he went through sort but, of but right in like the, sort of right in the middle cerebral huh so basically the this thing is like the size of a starfish in their laboratory okay and uh, they make a, a mistake where they leave some gas running and it ends up putting it into hibernation. So the, the lead scientist is like, oh, my God, we, we killed it. Right. We've ruined this science experiment. We found life on another planet. And the first thing we did it, is yeah. killed it. Uh, so he tries to a few different things to wake it up again because it was responding. And he ends up using like a, a mini taser thing, electrostimulation. Mm-hmm. And it does not like that. It wakes up and grabs onto his hand through the rubber gloves in the quarantine tank. Mm-hmm. And then it just starts to crush all of his fingers through the rubber glove. And everyone's screaming, but they can't open the door to the lab because now something has gone wrong and they got to keep that quarantine yeah, level. Yeah. But he's just, he's like sweating and he's and the thing screaming is and the thing is hand. crushing every finger, every bone in his hand into like pulp. That's nice. Fun. Yeah. And How do you rank? Yeah. So, but then it gets a little weird at the end because it turns into uh, like a xenomorph in the vents, and like, how do we get it out? And we lock this station off. We lock that station off. And it sounds like pretty well-trod territory. Yeah. How yeah. Top Gun? That's a good line to a line in the sand. Is it is it corny enough to go under Top Gun? Yeah, it's under Top Gun. Oof. Okay. Uh, it's under the Descent. The Descent is is a better horror movie. It's a better horror movie. Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad's fun. Hey, hey, I'm Will Smith. I shoot guys real good. Suicide I would Squad. Have, I would, I'm, like, I'm even putting it a little bit lower. I was like, given your description, I'd have a hard time putting it. Uh, the spot I'm looking Jurassic at. Lost World. World. Yeah. I was putting, looking Not right under Jurassic, Jurassic under the Lost World. Jurassic Park. Above Star, above Trek, Star Trek Beyond. Above Star Trek Beyond, below Lost World. That's not terrible. I don't think that's I bad. mean, that's 45th on the list, but the, or 46th. Underneath Lost World, above Star Trek Beyond. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. I think that seems right. From from the descriptions. Sure. Yeah. Sounds a little better than Evil Dead. It's it's got some sounds nice like, tension. No, it sounds to like it. smarter, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's imagine, not hard. <laughs> imagine like it's got a little bit of that sunshine vibe to it where like mm-hmm. things are going wrong and they need to really Sounds better than Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you want to do Pitch Perfect 2 or do you want to save it? Uh, I can do Pitch Perfect 2 real quick. Okay. Uh, I really like Pitch Perfect. I was really on Imagine board for Pitch Perfect. Perfect 2. And now... I don't think I saw it. Pitch Perfect is really funny. Yeah. Um, 
Pitch Perfect 2 reached a little hard. It was it suffered from sequelitis. It didn't. What didn't is Pitch Perfect? Charm. I don't even know what the first movie is. It's a song about a cappella groups in. Uh, it's a movie about a cappella groups that sing songs in university. Is it a, a feel good story? Does the it, guy get the girl at the end? Hooray! Yeah, and, but Great. it's funny. Like so, Reggie Watts, Joe Latruglio, um, Anna Kendrick. No, the Red, Reggie Watts, Joe Latruglio, Jason Jones, and Jonathan Hodgman play the. I have graduated from university, but I'm still in an a cappella group for the competition a cappella <laughs> group. So they show up every night. Um, yeah, Anna Kendrick is the the main star. It kind of came out of nowhere, the first one, and did really well. Hmm. Uh, the second one came back with a bigger budget and less Creativity. success. Like, they go on the world stage, and they have to right. sing Mighty against Ducks the evil too. Germans. Mighty Ducks 2. You're just kind of like, yeah, it's more, and it's nice to revisit, but it's not it's the missing, same. It's missing some of the charm. Dragon Slayer. Well, it's got to be. You've already established below Pitch Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said well below Pitch Perfect. Did we put Pitch Perfect on? Yeah, yeah we did. Up there. Lemon Grab style. Yeah, review. Rush. Ron Howard's Rush. Below that, it's like. Oof. I, 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 I don't think I'll watch it again. So X Men below Crush Groove. You might watch that again. I could see a future where we sit down and watch Crush Groove. A I'm thinking time. even Maybe lower, like like below Power Rangers. <laughs> I'm thinking just below Power Rangers above Mordecai. Oh, good old Mordecai. Yeah, <laughs> down at the bottom. Okay, so about below Power Rangers, above Mordecai. Because it's it's funny and it's nice to revisit those characters that you like, but they don't win you over. Man, I watched The Art of the Steel. Did not like that movie. Really? That was some campy shit. Right. Did Did you Are see the Art of Steel? No, no, no. But it's just it's right there on the list. Oh, so it's it's that that end where they're just like, oh, by the way, those other scenes that you saw, they were lies. Yeah. Like, okay, well, why did I, well, I don't why care did about any it? of this anymore now? <laughs> if we're just wasting my time. Yeah. All right. Mordecai on top. I'm the guy with the 10 bucks. You're not supposed to waste my time. I want my 10 bucks back. Yep. All right. Randall. Mordecai on Art of the, uh, or Power Rangers. Power Rangers. Yep. yep. We did it again, you guys. Unstoppable force on the internet. Uh-huh. I put a timer up today to hope that we could try to keep it under an hour. You'll notice that we are an hour Was that 20. why you put the timer up? No, it was also so that John oh. could take time notes on time when we talked about movies. Oh, uh, yeah. So I totally forgot to do that. Well, you know. <laughs> Here we are. But the timer works. Yep. So Look at that. <laughs> it's accurately recording numbers off in the corner. Anyway. Trying to make it easier for you. Uh-huh. This was the 90s. Thanks, everybody. Look, if you're a fan of the show and uh, the site in general, uh, please take the time to like us on Facebook. We are number 9to5dotcc, 9to5.cc on Facebook. And uh, also follow us on Twitter. We're at sign number 9to5cc. 
on Twitter. So, uh, and also be sure to check back on the site for something on Mondays, probably. Uh, we have Zombies and Loathing After the Bomb usually on Tuesdays. We have a new comic in 9to5 Illustrated every Wednesday, a new podcast every week, usually on Thursday. It's either going to be a 90s or a Go Plug Yourselves. And on Fridays, we have Fine Arts with either Sophie and Scott. And, uh, you know, maybe John will even uh, contribute one of his mega articles at some point, too. You can only hope. All right, thanks. 9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening.